Hello and welcome to the first of our interviews here with the Natural Turf Alliance. I'm Katrina, the president of the Natural Turf Alliance from Gardner Park. There's many other community groups who are involved in the Natural Turf Alliance and today we're going to speak to Kristen Haywood. Kristen Haywood is the convener of the upcoming Town Hall event at Pimble next Friday. You're all invited. But Kristen was also an independent who ran in the last New South Wales state election. And in that time, she learnt many issues that were affecting her community, one of which was the upcoming change to Norman Griffith Oval at West Pimble. I'm sure you learnt lots of other issues, but this one seemed to have struck you, Kristen. But look, hello and tell us all about yourself. Hello and thank you for having me. Well, my story uh, does actually begin with my passion for conservation in the area, which is the reason that I ran in the New South Wales state election for the seat of Arunga, because of the community environmentalists in the area and felt that they were being ignored on important issues. So when the issue of the synthetic turf was brought to my attention in the electorate that I live in and run in, I was absolutely horrified on a number of levels. And, and I guess for, for a few reasons, one, one is we're in a climate crisis, a biodiversity crisis, and we're making large plastic ovals to put in the center of an oval surrounded by a critically endangered Sydney ironbark turpentine forest. I mean, that's crazy. It is crazy. And <laughs> do, do you think that people knew much about it before, before the decisions were made by, was it Karingai Council? Well, the, the information that I received before wasn't necessarily as alarming to me because there's the, the football, football clubs had reassured the community that there was little risk to the health and safety and environmental and the ecosystem. Although even though I heard that, it didn't it didn't ring true. It's I interesting. It couldn't so, possibly be true. <laughs> no, that's interesting that the football club were the ones doing the communicating about the environmental issues. Is is that yeah. where you seem to find most of your information was the football club were in charge almost of telling the community? Yeah, I, I or, or not necessarily just the football club, but the football club supporters or supporters of the football club. Certainly information I got was that it was perfectly fine and, and fine. And not only that, like what's more important than having young people out playing, getting them away from screens, which I totally agree with. And as a active sport person myself who, who has also played soccer and my son played soccer, I agree with that, but I don't think the, I think a complex issue was simplified into, don't you want to get kids outside away from screens? Yes. And that, that was a bit disturbing to me. What, what, what changed your mind or where was the starting point do you believe in seeing the information coming out as different to what you might have heard from from people who were maybe less quiet or less visible was there some sort of point where you thought I'm not sure I believe that the information is all true or or coming out in, in a good way it's it's a great question 
I mean, of course, there was a, <laughs> a big gut feel that plastic <laughs> couldn't be a good idea. <laughs> but the but what actually led me to get what I would call fired up about the issue was just getting more information from local communities who knew a lot more about it. So we, we are, in our community, we have people who have done their research and their scientific research, their social research, they've talked to community members. And I suppose for me, it was about listening to the other side of this argument and realizing that after getting all that information, that it's just plain wrong. And that's interesting because it's now about experts and doing your own research. But what I hear is that some of these people had actually called up scientists and actually got some information from them. Is that right? You were speaking to well-known soil scientists, some of the microplastics experts. So it's not... It wasn't easy to find, but the scientists can help you out. Well, the scientists are there and some of the the science is there. And we, I have learned, and I'm I'm on this learning journey, learned that the soil science has advanced significantly in the last few years, enough to really meet community or players' demands for uh, soccer, uh, as well as meeting as well as taking care of the environment. So we, there is no need for plastic fields. From what I've read, the, the one benefit is that the players can play in the rain. But I don't know, it rains for a reason. <laughs> you know, we need the rain. We need the rain for our environment. It's a natural occurrence. I don't think that that excuse is enough reason to be manufacturing these large plastic fields that at this point are not able to be recycled. And with all this microplastics, it's it's just not a good enough reason with, with the new natural long- turf. Oh, exactly. There is a long list, isn't there, of, <laughs> of environmental problems, which I think, I think does most people's head in when they, when they hear, you know, it's microplastics, it's heat, it's pollution, it's carbon. It's, it goes on and I, I think we can't quite believe there's so many issues with it, which is why you've got an event coming up yes. next Friday at Pimble Town Hall and you've got a bunch of scientists. And tell us about the event. Well, after the election, I must say I did very well. It was a five-week run and I did very well in the election, getting almost 10% of the vote. And that's almost 5,000 votes. And I, a good chunk of those people are people that do not want to see our environment uh, destroyed any further. And after the election... I couldn't just drop the issues that were that I'd learned a lot about and that are very important to me in the community. So I thought about, well, let's have a town hall. Let's use the town hall to educate, to inform our community about natural turf options. Because our council, Karingai Council, to me, has gone and approved a synthetic turf without properly investigating natural turf options. So I feel like I'm 
this forum is about doing the job for them. It, it's, let's look at the other side. Let's get the scientists in the room and let's talk about the benefits of natural turf. And this is the surprising issue with decision makers and councils are mostly the decision makers of these converted fields from natural to synthetic mm. and they don't seem to have an understanding of what natural turf can do and mm. so do you have an expert on turf talking at the event? Absolutely we've got Dr Mick Batten who is an expert he has converted many lacklustre fields in you know all around Sydney I, I suspect further than that where he's he's turned them into wonderful natural turf fields that give players many hours so he's coming to the forum to explain to us about the advances in soil science and how we don't need to have plastic fields that we can satisfy we can have playing hours as well as have a community space for people to have picnics to walk their dogs to enjoy the sunshine which and you cannot do on a on a, a plastic turf because once a synthetic turf goes down the gates go go around the oval and it is no longer a community space it's an appropriated space for single use and i don't think that is very fair to our community exactly and that's that's why we are, are concerned about not just the synthetic turf but the infrastructure that goes with these fields. Mm. They seem to come mm. with a whole swag of other, other things just for that use. So the clubhouse, mm. the lighting, the fences. So mm. an open turf field, an open, as they say, an, a nice soft edges, open space and mm. also flexible space. So And players want it. Players want to play on natural turf fields. They don't want to play on plastic fields. So who's making these decisions? Who's making the decisions for the players? Do we have an understanding of whether it was the football club? The players are starting to make a few noises about the turf burns that they receive. Absolutely. The, The truth of it is, is that the grant for synthetic turf was, the grant for turf was tied to synthetic from the very beginning. So the council didn't want to lose this grant money and they wanted the synthetic turf. So they found a place to put it down and in a, without any ecological studies, which is just incredible given that this plastic turf, as I said before, is going to be in the middle of a critically endangered ecosystem. Critically endangered, it's Sydney Turpentine Ironbark Forest. Is, there's less than 0.05% of it in the world and they're going to put plastic there so there was the decision was made without proper information and was made really well we've got this grant it's tied to synthetic the football club won it so let's put it down and I really don't think that's good leadership and it's certainly not responsible decision making. It's interesting. It's leadership and decision making. Mm-hmm. There are two great points. I know that you're a mm-hmm. bit of an expert in leadership. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do in leadership? Well, I have the privilege of being an, a leadership educator and executive coach. So I help people become great leaders. Now, a great leader isn't somebody who just 
you know, has authority and tells people what to do. A great leader knows who they are, what they stand for. They work for the common interest, the common good, and they stand up for what they believe in, even and all, and often it does, actually always it does, even if it means getting uh, wrath from certain vested interest groups. Leadership is all about walking your talk on your values, even if it's dangerous to do so. And this is what I find has really been lacking from our council is, is leadership, real leadership. That's fantastic. And that's leadership isn't a popularity thing. But it does no. mean that people understand why you've made a decision. Do you think that do you think that the council understands that there are people who didn't like this synthetic going in? I was at a council forum with the most a council community forum. It was the last sort of our almost last ditch chance to stop or to to ask not to go ahead with this synthetic turf. And I was listening to at least a dozen community leaders and including scientists stand up and give the most compelling reasons why this synthetic turf shouldn't be in, shouldn't go in. One of our community leaders, very well respected, was told to sit down. She wasn't allowed to finish her sentence. I was absolutely horrified. And it, it appears that our community, these community leaders, intelligent, educated, community-minded people were ignored. That's not leadership. That isn't leadership at all. And I found that the disrespect for the science, as well as our community, gobsmacking, <laughs> absolutely gobsmacking. I was shocked. That's the reason why I think part of, you know, seeing our leadership at that forum was another reason that inspired me to put on this community forum. Well, if you're not going to, it wasn't live streamed either, which I think is just a, a, a terrible decision. If you're not going to, to share the science and listen to our community leaders, then let's put on a town hall forum where the community can come and listen to the community leaders. Well, I think we'll we'll read out some of the people who are coming along yeah. to this forum and speaking in a moment. Yeah. I know that the, over the last couple of years, and this is the Natural Turf Alliance's experience, because of COVID and lockdowns, we haven't been able to get together and see yeah. each other, have these open forums. It, we've had to do Zooms and we've had lots of phone calls. It has been hard to get the message out. Interestingly, mm. during this time, you know, things are improving and developing in the natural turf world. So we have a lot more to showcase. Yes. But we haven't been able to get that word out. Now, just to remind listeners that the Natural Turf Alliance, we're all volunteers. All of us have other lives, you know, from, you know, dog walkers and, and you know, drivers off to kids' foot, soccer and other sports. But I think the word activist can now be mm. added to our life mm. skills. Would, would you agree that you've now not just a independent candidate and leadership educator, but you are now an activist? And if you accept that tag, how does how does that mm. how does that work for you? 
Well, I've never taken to the word activist before because I'm a very positive person and I teach leadership, which is what the world most needs right now. And leadership is positive. It's about creating the future. Three values. And uh, so the word activist didn't sit well with me up until now because another word for activist is leader. Really it is. I'm showing leadership here because putting plastic all over our community ovals is dangerous to the health and safety of players. It is mental to the environment we're so desperately or saying that we want to protect. So it sits well with me that I am an activist and an activist, if you look at the word, it's about being active. It's about activity, not just, not just talking about things, but walking your talk. And, and I'm very comfortable with it. How about you? Are you comfortable with it? <laughs> oh, it's, Kristen, the word activist, you're right. There was a, a sense that an activist you know, maybe did a few crazy things. Mm-hmm. But in our case, it's about giving, as much, giving information. It's about mm-hmm. researching and being balanced. Mm-hmm. It, it's also this fire in our belly now that yeah. we, need, we need to look after our parks, our gardens, our communities, our mm-hmm. endangered forests. There's a little bit of that in everybody's councils and everybody's life. You know, obviously mm-hmm. these are our local parks. They, they mean a lot more to us than something that we visit a little bit less frequently. The local park is, you know, somewhere that all of our family has an attachment to or has something involved Mm -hmm. in it. And it's shut that down for many of us. I think it's been a very personal feeling. Mm -hmm. And Activision seems to, if that's the word, I'm going to make that one up, Mm -hmm. it it really does get you in a different way. And And it hasn't stopped. I mean, we've all been going for a couple of years now. Uh, I know you came on board just after the election and you came yeah. charging into our group and said, I'm <laughs> going to do this. And you have, you have got, we are, you know, we're a week away from this town hall event and so many communities have joined even in the last six weeks as well mm-hmm. from Adelaide and Melbourne. And I think they're looking at so much the activity that you've created through this event. So I, I'm going to ask you, a little bit more about the event now who can come along where is it and who's going to be talking so what could a person get out of coming to this event so let's go start with what the event is all about I, I did want to say that it's I came up with the idea I've done like the artwork and the position paper and, and put a lot of effort into it but this is a team effort and that's what I love about it the most is that the natural turf alliance who are made up, as you said, of community volunteers with fire in their belly. Mm. They care. They care about their environment and they're willing to put hours and effort into protecting this spa- these spaces for the community. So it is a team effort and I'm loving working with all these incredibly passionate, intelligent, articulate, educated people. So I'll say that the event... This is a real symbol, this event. How many, we're losing our town halls. A town hall was built to educate, to inform, to bring the community together about important issues. And certainly in Karingai, I have not seen a lot of that. 
So, and, and I suspect in other council, other LGAs as well. So this town hall event is a gathering of community coming together to be well informed by the scientists and community leaders so that they hopefully it sparks them to have fire in their belly about <laughs> this issue as well <laughs> and then become activists because it's not enough to just say, oh, I don't like this. We need to get active. So this event is suitable for children. I'd love to see it, that the town hall filled with children learning about science. It's fascinating stuff. We, they know, they're taught at school about the biodiversity crisis, the climate crisis. And here we are having an event that says, well, you know what, we can help with that by turning by having natural turf ovals and rejecting plastic as an alternative to natural turf. So I, I, the event's are certainly going to be educational and, and it's also going to be a place where we connect. So by the end of the event, none of us will be strangers. I'm a facilitator by nature. It's not going, I'm going to start this event by helping people connect and getting to know each other. So we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. Oh, look, that's, that's the great part about it is that everybody ends up learning something and they think I can actually do something with this knowledge. We're, yes. we're actually empowering people with knowledge and saying, we don't want you to jump on a bus and you know close a bridge or whatever we actually want you to have conversations have conversations while while your kids are playing sport or have conversations while you're at the shops but Mm. then write that letter you know call your local mps call your councillors and Mm. you know listen to people who are making decisions talk to the soccer clubs and i'm I'm going to have to target the soccer clubs as you know because these fields do favor soccer above every other sport that's right so so we are actually saying, hello, soccer people, you, you really mm. do need to listen to the people who are playing on your fields and the families that are starting yeah. to question what's going on. And, uh, and no doubt they think they're doing the right thing in, in having these fields to increase playing hours. But with, with the advances in technology, there really is no reason why they need to put plastic well, exactly, because it seems to be coming up as an either-or. You either have yeah. the synthetic and then you have to have the fences and no one else can play AFL or rugby or, yeah. you know, tennis or whatever else they want to do on a park. And it always becomes an either-or. So we have to have the synthetic but you can't do anything else. And mm-hmm. we're saying with natural turf, guess what you can do? You can you can have everything. You can have your tennis, sorry, you can have your cricket in summer, you can still have your picnics and your community events and you can still take your shoes off and you don't get, they won't get burnt. And but that's Absolutely. why the natural it's, turf. It's community land. Just, you know, we should all let that sink in. It's community land. A lot of soccer players. But there are also a lot of people who like taking their shoes off and, and putting their feet on the ground and enjoying the sunshine and playing with their children and dogs and and just being in a natural environment so we need to really be catering to the whole community not just a part of the community and it's exactly the goals are the we agree with the goals we want kids playing sport we want older people playing sport we want people to feel safe in their parks we actually want to know how is it from 
every single person in a area around a park how do you use your park and mm. I know it's usually soccer people versus dog people because the dog people tend to come all the time but mm. there are a lot of people there who say I just want this park to be natural yes and that's that's what it comes down to but what we are losing these parks there's too many of them apparently yes. we've had like a triple quadruple change over from natural to synthetic so we really do have to keep this voice going and we and have to keep... and you can't recycle these I don't care what people are saying what the spin is we also cannot recycle these and they only last like uh, what seven to nine years or something like that if they're if they're going to use them like they say they're going to use them so we, we all really need to be educated and that's, of course, one reason to come along to this town hall on the 23rd of June at 7pm, get to know your community members and listen to the science and listen to your community leaders. Well, of course, you've got people who are volunteering their time to come along to the event. You've got Dr. McBadham, the soil scientist. Yes. Uh, Paul Lamble, another expert in water management as well because water always keeps coming up. And yes. who are the other people who are coming along? Well, we've got Dr. Elizabeth Farrelly who talked about urban spaces in Sydney. So she's Thanks. going to be shedding some light onto um, why it's probably not a good idea for our urban landscape to be putting uh, plastic down. So I'm really looking forward to, to listening to her. Oh, me too. Um, she's great. She is wonderful. And we also have, have a representative from the Mossman Football Club, the president of Mossman Football Club, who's going to talk to us about one of Mick, Dr. McBatten's fields and how they're enjoying a natural turf field and how they almost chose synthetic and turned it around, have a natural turf field, and everyone is, is very happy about that. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what he's got to say about that we've got jill green who is the head of an environmental group called step i think it's really important we learn about our critically endangered ecosystem and the effects that plastic is going to have on that so you can see we've got lots of guests coming to talk talk about a variety of different subjects to do with natural turf now, I'll put the link in the show notes for the link to the human ticks so that you can book your tickets and with the more details about where it is and what time. I think it's yeah. about an hour and a half to two hours. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Great. With lots of questions and obviously questions from the audience. Now, I, I do want to tell you a, a Mossman story. So you have, you've got Richard Pike from, yes. from the Mossman. So, yeah. The football field over there. So I know that was one of the big fields was the Mossman one. And yeah. People always say, oh, we can't have what Mossman has. Well, I know that Penrith Council has done a very good job with their natural turf field. So it just happens that you've got Richard and not somebody else from other areas. But I had heard about how good the field was over there at Mossman on Middlehead. Oh, so, yes. So, and I, I treated beautiful. I, I treated myself to a weekend walk and went over to Mossman and, and was looking forward to the field and it does not disappoint. It is like sponge. That grass... It's remarkable, isn't it? I've been there myself and taken oh, my shoes off and uh, beautiful. I can just, isn't, it's like a pilgrimage going to this <laughs> yeah. oval and, and I know that Dr Mick who worked on that said that it improves year after year. Yeah. So it's, it, it's almost like we should go back 
every year and just check how it's going because it's yeah. it's it's spongy it's it's this beautiful soft spongy and grass. we can have we can have that everywhere exactly why would we not want that the other thing i should say that i didn't mention is that we have dr scott wilson who is the chief scientist of earthwatch institute oh gosh so that's why i say bring the kids let them listen listen to dr wilson talk about natural turf options now i heard um, dr scott's just come back from paris from the mm -hmm. plastics treaty that they're trying to um, i know and so this is only the second plastics treaty so i believe dr scott was over there and it, it you know here's one i wouldn't call it a fun fact but nine percent of plastics are recycled it's oh, it's not nine percent exactly oh, you know we're better at yeah, recycling no. our tvs and things like that but you know oh. we can't recycle a plastic bag we've we're in trouble aren't we that's right and you know our environmental federal environmental minister she she made a beeline for paris didn't she Tanya so, Plebisek, oh, to, yes hmm? she yes, went she's... over there because of her concern that talks would break down so clearly our federal government is concerned about plastics in our environment so if if you know they're concerned enough why would we be approving any more plastic turf fields should we be shouting moratorium we should be shouting moratorium we should be saying no more stop let's get the evidence let's get more evidence let's not just experiment and wait and see what the damage is going to be like in the years to come. No. Stop. Stop. Stop now. Isn't good science really about being cautious, uh, being having precautionary measures? Well, when uh, there's why so many, we wait and see. Well, there's so many unknowns now. We haven't mentioned what happened mm. last Friday when a report was dropped. We haven't talked mm. about that yet. No. It was a big report, wasn't it? 539 pages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know each of us have sort of devoured different points because we all have a special interest in some of the aspects. So I know some people were interested in the odours, some in the chemicals, some in the yeah. plastics and the toxicity. The report was the chief scientist and engineer's report into synthetic turf. Yeah. It, it dropped last Friday after a lot of pressure to open it. Yeah. and release it to the public. I know that many of us have devoured many of those pages. So by the time we get to next Friday and the, and the, and the thing, we'll be able to ask the scientists because some of them contributed. Oh, they all contributed actually, didn't they? Mm. They've all had their own part of it. So we, we are all armed and ready to ask more questions around what do we think we should do? And we've come up with our statement, the Natural Turf Alliance, that there should yes. be a moratorium. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and, and one thing, one thing bit that we'll talk about at the town hall, of course, that struck me, really struck me and sent alarm bells were of particular concern are young children who may be at a higher risk of exposure than adults to gases due to their small size and developing bodies. So the, the report asked for further research to understand these exposures to children. So if that's not enough, for a moratorium, I don't know what else is. I, I totally agree. And that is actually one of the reasons why people wanted to have these improved fields because they want people to be able to play a lot more and for kids to have uninterrupted play. Now, we can do that with natural turf, but there are too many question marks now around synthetic. Too many question marks. That's right. 
and we don't need question marks in our environment. We want our environment to thrive. We want our environment to feel safe for everybody in our community. Thank you, Kristen, for putting this up. We'll probably speak after the event and put up some more details as well. You can follow the Natural Turf Alliance on Facebook, on Twitter, Obviously, our new podcast, so get people talking about that, we will be aiming for recording part of the town hall so that we can share that with those that can't make it that night. Um, do we have some facilities like that, Kristen? Is that right? We're going to... Absolutely. We're, we've got Zoom lined up, so you can also... We prefer, prefer people to come to the town hall in person so that you can feel the atmosphere and you can ask your questions, which are harder on Zoom. But if you cannot make it, you want to go by zoom you can you can log in then but we are recording it we are recording it and afterwards we're going to put it out everywhere aren't we fantastic well we'll be there <laughs> to share everywhere. we'll be there to share but yeah. we are we're a sharing we're a sharing group of people we like to share this information absolutely so i wanted to say thank you for being one of our first guests here on the natural turf alliance yeah. we wish you all the best for convening next week we'll be there with our moratorium signs I know Good. people from all over Sydney are making their way to Pimble Town Hall on the Pacific Highway at Pimble. And yeah. some, it's a lovely old building too, isn't it? Oh, so, it's just got so much character. Oh. I was in there last week and I thought this is the perfect place for this event. So come along and soak in the character of the, the town hall. And listen to these experts. It's, it's, it's all science in the town hall with natural turf and the experts. Thank Excellent. you again. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate talking about what I'm very passionate about. We can feel the passion too. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been great. And we so see much you soon. I know. See, see you soon. See you soon. See you next Friday. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye.